If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. You probably heard that you are the average of the five people that you hang out with. Today, I want to encourage you to stop and reflect for a moment. Who are you actually spending your time with? Are these supportive, encouraging people that are motivated action takers and that share a common dream to live a life that's full and fulfilled? Or are they more unhappy, unmotivated, and stuck? And pulling your energy, energy, energy vampires, as we like to say, or are they somewhere in, in the middle? Either way, whoever you surround yourself has a, has a ripple effect on the results in your life. So the good news is that surrounding yourself with high achieving, motivated, happy people that, that are moving toward the best version of themselves will affect you and accelerate your success. How do I know this? I've been running mastermind groups for over eight years now, and I see it day in and day out. The most important element of your success is who you surround yourself with. So what are you doing about that? And that's the whole point of this show, listening to people that have a different perspective, people that are successful, people that maybe you want to get to know and reach out to, give you their contact information. However, when you're ready to truly start your path toward financial freedom and fulfillment in your life, then find out what mastermind fits for you. All you have to do is to go to rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call. rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call. Jump on a call with one of my directors of opportunity and then find out if it's a fit for you. All right, welcome to another session of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. I'm your host, Rock Thomas, and I've got a doctor that I'm bringing on today who's a pain specialist that I've personally worked with, and her expertise is really on getting us to relearn how to breathe properly. She also runs marathons and ultra marathons, and through this very specific breathing process, she was able to drop her times and qualify for the Boston Marathon and have a dramatic shift in how she felt when it came to pain in her body. If you're somebody that is experiencing any kind of physical pain, this is a must listen for you because she is so determined to help people figure out again how to breathe because most of us are shallow breathers. We don't breathe from our belly like a baby. And instead what we do is we tighten all the muscles in our body, restrict, and we make ourselves sick. She is originally from Arizona and she now has the PABR Institute with the mission to provide pain, stress, and anxiety relief to those who seek a naturalistic form of treatment when the other treatment methods have fallen short. Or maybe start with them. I don't know, why not, right? What started the method was her own pain and her ability to reduce it through this breathing method that I talked about. She's also traveled the world, been to Antarctica. She's a photographer. She's very curious about life. So she comes from a very wide range of perceptions. But at the end of the day, her mission is to help people get out of pain. And I think a lot of people have some sort of pain. So I'm excited for you to hear my discussion with 
Dr. Amy Novotny, and let's get to it right away. Amy, pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me on, Rock. It's an honor to be here with you, and I'm very excited to share and just connect with your audience. Yeah, you know, I mean, I get a chance to meet a lot of great people and then, you know, try their expertise out. We'll get to that in a moment. But before we do that, you know, you've had a very interesting life. I'd like to take people back a little bit and sure. um, talk about a few different things that you, you've done in your life and then bring them full circle to some of the work you're doing today. That's affected me personally and some people you know close to me and um, I'm a big believer of sharing your mission with people because of the impact it's had on me so take us back to memory lane you know where you grew up and tell us a little bit your story sure so I grew up in Mesa Arizona um, I grew up with my mom and one of my brothers and I grew up in a very tight-knit household didn't get a lot of freedoms, very controlled uh, childhood. And so when I finally got into college, I said, awesome, let's go study abroad. Let's backpack Europe. Let's explore the world. I didn't go into the drugs and alcohol scene. I went into, oh my gosh, I love life and I want to see the world. I want to see other cultures. I want to see how other people live. And so I got that out of my system. I volunteered in Australia for a while, um, came back and finished up a couple different college degrees within the four and a half years. And then of course I had to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And from there it was, okay, do I want to go into research? Cause I was doing a ecological research project in college that eventually got published. And I said, you know what? That's not really for me. Cause I need more connection with people. So I looked into the physical therapy world and then pursued that, got my doctorate, ended up top of my class and said, okay, now I'm ready to make an impact. And so I started off in traditional physical therapy. I worked in a clinic for someone else. I had gone away to one of the best schools in the nation for physical therapy. So I came back to Arizona and just started doing regular general sports orthopedics. I dabbled a little bit in chronic pain and had a little bit of trouble with them because no one really knew how to figure out how to help people in chronic pain because there were so many dimensions to what they were experiencing and what they were suffering. And after about five years of doing just traditional physical therapy, at the same time, I was experimenting with running and how hard I could push my body. I did an Ironman. I started doing ultra marathons and I wanted to qualify for Boston. And I had the typical aches and pains and I, you know, I said, okay, well, I'm doing everything I was supposed to recommend based on, you know, physical therapy protocols and instructions. I was still having, you know, issues here and there. I could keep myself running, but after five years of working, I was recruited to become a director at another clinic. And I started learning about asymmetries in our body and breathing. And so how those two impact people and their mobility. So I took that information that I learned through these courses, through the Posture Restoration Institute, and I then started applying it to myself and started playing with it. And I was doing it while I was running. And so all of a sudden I noticed, oh my gosh, I could run faster on the treadmill and I didn't have the aches and the tightness afterwards. I stopped rolling. I stopped scraping. I stopped stretching all those things that a PT will tell you to do. I stopped doing all of it. I'm like, okay, there's something to it. And I ran a marathon about a couple months after a previous marathon. And all of a sudden I dropped seven minutes off my time. It's like, wow. 
oh, oh, there's something going on. And the only thing I changed was I was playing with my breathing and I started figuring out how to calm myself down in the middle of a fast run, a tempo run or a marathon. And so then I kept playing with it. And a few months later, I ran another really hilly race and I dropped another seven minutes off. So I blowing through the qualifying times for Boston and I didn't have pain. I was like, okay, there, I got to figure this out. I got to figure out what is it I'm doing and how can I help other people? Because I could be running and, you know, in the middle of a race, you may be running on a slant, you start getting pain and the pain I could just blow out, calm myself down, focus on activating the muscle and relaxing another muscle. It repositioned my body, the pain went away. I mean, time in, time out, <clears throat> every time I could do it. So, so yeah. You've run how many marathons? I think I'm up to 43. Last what, what's the typical time for you? So I usually am usually in the three hour, three and a half to four hour range. My fastest was 319. And I was running a few times a week, doing a little bit of workout when I got that. And then um, slowest time is probably in the six hour range when I ran six marathons in six days and six straight. By the time I got to the six day, <laughs> oh, I've done a lot of crazy stuff. I mean, even worse stuff than that. Um, I was a little bit on the slow side. So, um, but typically if I'm gonna go out and run a marathon, it's gonna be in the three and a half to four hour range. Where does that come from that desire to run so much? It's interesting because I actually hated running growing up. I liked tennis, but I didn't like running at all. And so I was actually going through a lot of trauma in my life when I was getting out of physical therapy school. I was going through a divorce. I didn't know how to deal with it. So I turned to running to calm myself down and just to see what it's like to get in shape. So, and then it, once I started shifting my breathing and I realized I could keep myself calm, all of a sudden it was like my arms and legs were just moving freely. And it wasn't like I was working. I could, I've called up my brother in the middle of a marathon before and say, Hey, how's it going, Aaron? <laughs> what are you up to? I'm running a marathon. So it just, it's very therapeutic for me. Because I, I have this little theory. It's nothing scientific. It's just runners are running away from something. Yeah. And yeah. Part of that's I think true for anybody that works out a lot, right? I think so. I think a part of it is we need to have control over something because we've lost that control. Part mm -hmm. of it is we're running away from something and we need to stimulate hormones to mm -hmm. boost us up. Yes. Um, and part of it, it's a release. Yes. You, you breathe hard and it releases you from a lot of restrictions that your physical body has taken from all your mental and emotional turmoil. So well said. And yeah. I, I feel for people that never really work out. There's some people, they get past the age of 30 and they barely ever run or break a sweat yeah. or, you know, get their heart rate up. They just yeah. have no, you know, place to do it. And I'm, I'm a touchy feely person. So if I'm like in a business meeting, I might even walk behind somebody and just start massaging their shoulders. And they're like, Oh, what are you doing? And like, you know, and not like men or women doesn't matter. Yeah. And some people are like, I say, I say to them, your back is like concrete. Mm -hmm. There's yep. so much stress held up there. Yeah. And so <clears throat> let's get into this breathing kind of thoughts. 
most people are breathing shallow and in their chest and they've done that because of the fight and flight theory right they're, they're constantly responding to things why don't you elaborate a bit on that so let's start with a little bit about the stress part so every time we have a stressor in life whether it's work finances relationship kids adults you add in anything societal that's going on it causes a reaction in your physical body. We hear about the cortisol levels going up. We hear about other things that happen, but what also happens is your muscles, they tense up. There's a reaction where the muscles contract throughout your body. You may feel it like body tension. You may feel like you're on edge. You can't calm down. Well, that's a real physical phenomenon that happens. And the other thing that happens is we tend to lift up our rib cage to put ourselves in a position of confidence, power, prestige, well, when we do that and we have stresses, it's going to alter the way we breathe. When you stick your chest out, pull your shoulders back, you're also compressing on that fight or flight system in your back. So you're telling yourself even more to contract those muscles and tighten up all over your body. When that happens and your rib cage is elevated, your chest is out, your shoulders are back, your nervous system is compressed to turn on, now your breathing is gonna become more shallow. It may become faster too, because your rib cage is elevated. Now your diaphragm, which we want to use, has less support because your ribs are elevated in front and your side abs that typically pull your ribs back down and also support your diaphragm, they're not working to their maximum potential. So your breathing alters to one of shallow, fast, a lot of people feel pressure in their chest, shortness of breath when they just go up a flight of stairs. And it, it is highly likely not due to their condition, but the position of their rib cage, their stress levels that all impacts their breathing. So as we shift away from having our chest out, shoulders back, sucking up our gut, we start to feel our body begin to relax more. Our breathing can shift to using more of our diaphragm which then stimulates your vagus nerve to calm you down more. Mm -hmm. So it's all very intertwined. So it took you, you know, you're a doctor, physiotherapist. Um, it took you how long to figure all this out? Because this is a very small little niche lane. Yeah. And as I've told my, my kids after I came back from my therapy with you, as I said, you can go for several days without water for quite a while without food. Mm -hmm but not very long without breathing. So yeah. doesn't it make sense that breathing might be one of the most important things of all things in our life. And yet we are never really talking about, you know, a better way to breathe or being conscious of it. Right. I totally agree. So it took me, gosh, five years of just traditional stuff. And then another several years of figuring this out and playing with it. And I used myself as a Guinea pig. And then before I started experimenting on other people, and I have to say, the way you breathe and position yourself, and I say those two together, because there are so many different types of breath works out there, but I haven't found other ones that focus on your body position and combining the two together, because it is so powerful on how you feel. Like I have a client right now that can't bend over, can't function, has dizziness and it all has to do with the way she positions herself and the way she breathes. And we can get her out of that state immediately. People who are bone on bone and are told it's just arthritis, who are told that it's just wear and tear, you change the way they breathe and position their body, 
all of a sudden they don't have to have that joint replacement and it sticks too. I have someone from four years ago, a psychologist who I trained in this stuff. She was getting injections three times a year. She was scheduled for a knee replacement on daily anti-inflammatories. And I sh we shifted her, calmed her nervous system down, calmed, changed the way she positioned her body and the way she breathed. She hasn't had one pill since then, one injection since then, and is traveling all the world, Antarctica, Arctic, climbing in and out of Zodiacs, going up and down hills. It sticks, it works, but we just don't realize how important our breath is. How long have you been doing these specific treatments? So I've been doing this style for about five to six years. Okay. Um, yeah. And what kind of testimonials are you getting from people? Um, most of them have the words, you've transformed my life in it. Um, I've had news anchors who were scheduled for severe neck fusion surgeries. The Barrows Neurological Institute said, there is no hope for you. Go see Amy just to, just till we can get you into surgery. And within a couple of weeks, she canceled that surgery and she hasn't had that. I have had um, very high level people. And I can tell you this because he has mentioned it to other people um, like Robert Kiyosaki. So I managed to help him. He had some pain and he came up Well, I went up to get his autograph and I told him what he did or, you know, how his book helped me. And he asked me what I did. So he asked me to, for help. And then I helped him and he started going around. We we're at an event like, where's my body healer? Where's my body healer? Oh my God, where's my body healer? Um, I've had just other situations. Now I've branched into helping people who've had abuse and a trauma. And so I, I work alongside some psychologists and psychiatrists to help their clients be able to release the physical body so that they can work through the mental and emotional trauma. And so it's branched into that as well. Um, numerous surgeries, just got a guy out of a hip replacement surgery and he had done injections. He did stem cell, all these things, couldn't golf, couldn't hike, couldn't rollerblade, play ice hockey. And now he's back to doing all of those things. And he's in wow. his, I don't know, 60s, 70s, somewhere in there. So, yeah. And now with COVID, are you doing this online just through Zoom calls? Yeah. Yes. So now I do it through Zoom. So like that hip replacement, all through Zoom, never saw that guy in person. And so what I do is I have you move in different positions so I can see where you're holding on. And then we just say, break it down. Okay. Your body is frozen here. Here are the, here's what we need to do to get you back to freedom in your body. And so we do it through Zoom. I record the session. Afterwards, I say, here's your session. Practice everything we just did. I'll give sheets, little handouts if they want printouts. And I say, you practice this. We'll meet a week later. Now we'll see where your body is. Now we're going to progress you from there. And we just move along. And people, every time they feel this shift, and they're shocked. I get excited, but they're shocked because they, they can't believe, oh my gosh, I can bend down and touch the floor now. I can actually look over my shoulder. I haven't been able to do that in decades. So it's pretty neat. That's amazing. Yeah. So how, how are people finding out about you? So a lot of it's word of mouth. Um, I have been on various podcasts over the past year and a half. I participate in a couple masterminds where I do present this information. I do a Facebook group where people are free to join. I keep it private so we don't get spammers, but I advertise on social media. Um, and I just, I talk to people and I say, you know, I'll, 
I'll set up a free 15 minute consult. Let's see if this is a match. Let's see right. if you are ready to shift your body and you're ready to take the steps that I am talking to you about and teaching you. Cause that's, it's a teamwork effort. It's yeah. not me doing it. It's you doing it, but I have to be the right coach and guide to resonate in your brain to get you to sense and feel things. So how can people get in touch with you? Where do they, where do they, um, can they follow you, get in touch with you? Yeah, sure. So I tell people, you send me an email, amy at paberinstitute.com. So P-A-B-R institute.com. If they send me an email, I can send, get them on the Facebook group. I can get them on a newsletter that I send out that talks about your body position and how you can help yourself. We can do a free minute consult, 15 minute consult. There's a lot of options. So I say, if they send me an email, we can have a little bit of a chat so I can give them the right resources. Because ultimately, if I want to help them, I need to know a little bit about what they're looking for. So if we have that email conversation, that's the best way. That's wonderful. So do you have things that you do? I mean, you're a runner. Do you have other things that you do to um, complement staying healthy and fit? Yeah. What it, tell us a little bit about, about that lifestyle yeah. for you. So a little bit is, so you know, about the running. I also, I do plant-based cooking. So I cook all of my meals from scratch. So it's one way I calm down at night. I also grow a garden. So I use the stuff from the garden to cook at night. Um, the other thing is I like to hike and be out in nature. So I do a lot of nature photography, a lot of wildlife, a lot of landscape stuff uh, that it's a very calming thing. And being out in nature it's something that no one can control and beauty just shows up and it can be exciting. It can be boring. It could be threatening to your life, but it's something that challenges and stimulates us, but also calms us. And so I find that if I can go out and capture that in a photograph and create art through that, it's another way that I am, you know, tapping into my resources and fulfilling my life. Have you read the book um, Blue Zones? No, I haven't yet. I've heard of it, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah, they just talk about the fact that most people that live the longest do a lot of just kind of grazing work. You know, they work in the field and they bend over and they pick things up and yeah. they don't necessarily, you know, lift uh, bench press, you know, 300 pounds. They're just moving agile, just like kind of nature would have you do, right? Like a yep. farmer, pick, do this, lift that walk jog but they're not pounding their body in ways they're not doing extreme sports i've never heard of of um you know like a an arnold schwarzenegger weightlifter living to 110. yeah you know what i mean yeah because i think you have so been so intense on your body so that hike through nature that you talk about i think you know and eating plant-based somebody said to me the easiest way to explain to people how you should eat is just imagine what your grandmother ate. Because, you know, back then there wasn't all this process stuff. There wasn't McDonald's There wasn't all those yeah. things. And so it's just, you know, they ate from the earth. So um, yeah. I, I agree with all of that. Listen, I'm excited to get this episode out to people so they can hear about you and help, um, you know, people naturally cure themselves. I think if they have access to these ways, then the body can heal itself. The body is just mm -hmm. such a beautiful mechanism given the right coaching and instruction. So Amy, thank you uh, for joining us, Dr. Amy. Um, 
And I look forward to seeing you transform and impact many, many lives going forward. Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, if you like this episode, make sure that you subscribe, that you like it, you share it with other people. I'm sure you have probably some people in your life that have some form of physical pain and they need to hear this message. So make sure you get it to them and we'll see you on the next Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life episode. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.